Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-E-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Cavanaugh, and I am joined once again by the all-pro safety for the Detroit Lions, the interception leader, the man with hands that won't drop anything, Glover Quinn. What is up, man? Not too much. I'm just on vacation, a little getaway before the season starts. And Well, season's officially started, but before our Lions season starts, and we really embrace the grind. So life is great right now. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm just at the house taking care of business. Always got to take care of business, and we're really hoping the Lions can take care of business on Sunday, something that happened time and time again while you were on the team. Oh, no question, man. I, I think, you know, the excitement is there. I think the fans are excited. It's a home game. I think, you know, it's, that's one of the beauties of it, being able to open up at home, right? You don't have to travel. You get to capitalize on the excitement of the fans. So hopefully it can culminate into a great weekend in Detroit, right? You get, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson making his debut at home for, for the Lions, right? And so you're two in, in, in Dan Campbell's system, and it's, it's time, and, you know, no better way to start off the second year, the campaign, than with a win. No I guess a, question. I guess a no formidable question. opponent. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's B L E A V 50. Bet online where the game starts. And I'm sure you've had a lot of experience with that week one buildup. Is the energy different than during any other game? Just. You know, it's finally time to go fully live, 60 minutes nonstop. Is the, what's the energy like ahead of week one? You know, the energy is, 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 is very high, right? I think that's why you see a lot of guys cramping up uh, in the first week. For one, sometimes it's high and you're just not used to that. But for two, you know, your adrenaline is really high. You're going extra hard in warm-ups. You're, you're super excited about the game. Like, you're, you're – you're trying to play at a really, really, really high level. And like you said, a lot of these guys haven't played in the preseason. They haven't gotten all those reps. So their body isn't ready for all of that. And so week one is just a different feeling in the, in the, in the, in the stadium. 
you know, it's the start of a season. Everybody wants to get off to a good start. Everybody is, is aiming to get going from a team standpoint, from an individual standpoint. And that's really what the, what the, you know, the thing is. And so you're excited. Most guys get to the locker room early. Um, you're there, you know, and, and, and you're just, the, the building just feels different. It just feels different. And so that's why I say that's one of the great things about starting the season off at home is getting to capitalize on that. But also for Philly, you come, it, it puts a bigger chip on their shoulder coming in because now they're away. And now they're, they're going into your house on opening day and no better time to upset somebody than opening day. Well, and one of the things I'm wondering too with – Philly having that chip on their shoulder heading into week one, new season. They faced each other last year, and it did not go well at all for the Detroit Lions. 44-6 to beat down where the Eagles ran all over them. So will Detroit spend much time watching that game film ahead of this week? Or is it more of a burn the game film, bury it, and let's move on to this season? Well, I mean, I think, you know, if there's similarities, you you, you watch it, you know. Um, if the defensive system is the same, you watch it to see what they did against us last year because you know your system is the same, right? So why did they have success on us last year from a defensive standpoint? Why did they have success on us last year from an offensive standpoint? What did they do special teams that, you know what I'm saying, and you kind of look and say, okay, but well, guys, this is what happened last year. We played these guys – Guys, a lot of the same personnel. Some of the guys are different. Same systems or somebody's different. Um, but we turned the ball over, right? We did this. We didn't execute this right here. We made mental mistakes that we say we may chalk it up to first year in the system. Now this is year two in the system. We're not going to make those same mistakes. We're not going to make those same bad plays. You guys are a better team than you were last year. You guys are more confident in our system and in what we're doing than you were last year. This is a game that we should win. Yes, last year they beat us 44-6, but looking at the film, they didn't just beat us. Maybe we beat ourselves. Maybe we helped them beat us. If we eliminate those things this game and play up to our capabilities, we could win this game. So that's that That should be the vibe going into it. I can say I don't know if they sat there and looked at the whole game. I doubt it. Probably made some, took some plays from it, some situational things um, that, that came up. Um, but outside of that, I don't think uh, I don't I don't think that they're spending much time on it. That's reassuring to hear because one of my fears was the Eagles ran the ball and ran the ball and just rammed it down the Lions' throat last year. And so my worry is if they spent too much time watching that over and over again, do they sell out to stop the run? And now with a team that just added A.J. Brown at wide receiver, does that mean they're going to be left hanging and over leveraged in the passing game? So I like to hear that. I'm excited to hear that. And one of the things with the Lions, they did announce their six captains recently. So we've got two on offense, three on defense, and then we've got one special teams captain as well. Of course, the quarterback, Jared Goff, is a captain. No surprise there. Same with Frank Ragnow, the center. We all know he's an all-pro, great leader for the team. Defense, Michael Brockers, Alex Anzalone, and 
your guy, Tracy Walker, your former running mate in the secondary, and on special teams, Josh Woods, the linebacker. So I just kind of want to know what is the process to picking captains and how important is that in the locker room to be voted a captain? Well, it's a, it's a huge honor to be voted a captain of your team. That shows that you have the respect of your teammates. That shows that they 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 respect you enough to vote for you, right? Is it always uh, done by your teammates, the voting? Well, I mean, I can only speak for the systems and the teams that I've been on, and that's kind of how it was, right? You have your, the team vote. Um, sometimes the coaches don't even get a vote because it's about the players, right? These are the guys that the players consider uh, the leaders. Sometimes the coaches may get a vote, right? But you really want to, you really want to know who do the players look at as their leaders, right? And generally, you probably go two, two, and two, right? But for them to go three on defense, generally means the voting was really close, right? And they they just said, okay, well, we'll just take three, or it means that maybe. One of the guys, maybe Brockers got voted. Maybe Tracy didn't get voted, but the coaches feel like he's a leader and he was really, he was close, but he just didn't get voted. Well, we're going to go with three. Or maybe Anzalone was close, didn't get voted, but he was close and the coaches feel like, you know what? We got a guy on the front line. We got a backer and we got a safety. They're all captains of our defense. We're going to roll with those guys. Gotcha. That all makes sense. And it must be truly an honor being selected by your teammates for that prestigious role. And I'm kind of wondering, not to do with the Lions, but the Steelers voted Mitchell Trubisky their captain. So the locker room decided that Mitchell Trubisky is a leader. Now, he has the rookie Kenny Pickett behind him, which the coaches drafted, the staff drafted. So how does that work in terms of does that lengthen Mitchell Trubisky's leash because the locker room respects him or does the coach's word have the final say in the end? Yeah, I think that's more of a formality thing. I think it's very difficult for you to uh, not pick your starting quarterback as a captain of your team. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, I don't think they vote for captains before they announce who the starting quarterback is. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's weird to say, okay, this is a starter, but none of the guys voted for him as a captain. The quarterback is generally the leader of the team. He's also definitely the leader of the offense. So if the offensive guys don't respect him enough to vote for him, that's not a good sign. So I think it's more of a formality thing. And Mitchell Trubisky got the job. They are they probably obviously going to take it slow. With Kenny Pickett, they know he's the future. He's the long-term guy. So they're probably in no rush. So they figure, hey, we can let Mitch Trubisky do his thing. If it goes well for him, great. If it don't go well for him, he's still a leader. He's a veteran guy, but he'll understand that he's not playing well. And we need to go in in, in a different direction. I don't think being a captain is going to make them not make the decision on what's best for the team. Gotcha, gotcha. So – it just kind of says more about the general atmosphere around it, that the team does respect him. They're excited. And there is big talk about one quarterback who wasn't named a captain. That's Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers. However, you look at it, they had four defensive captains, and none of them are surprises, and only two offensive captains. Of course, 
it's all world left tackle Trent Williams and t- all world tight end George Kittle. So you can't really be surprised. Yeah, that's, un- but, that's understandable. That's yeah. understandable. You can't you can't go against that. And Trey being a young guy, like he still is working to, to earn his stripes. So you 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 can't you can't go against Trent Williams. He's done tremendous things in his league. He's all time all pro. I mean, he's a great left tackle, and George Kittle has been doing the same thing. So. Uh, I wouldn't take that as a shot at Trey Lance that he didn't get the vote, right? He's still a young guy. They, that doesn't mean that they don't respect him. That just means that, hey, we still we got some veteran all-pro guys. If we could have p- picked three, you know, offensive guys, then, yeah, you would have got in there. But if we got to go with two, well, then, yeah, we're going to go with Trent. We're going to go with – we're going to go with George. And, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing in the locker room. I agree. It makes sense because especially when only one new first – year captain the rest have two three four years under their belt as captain the only new one is nick bosa who is the franchise cornerstone at this point on defense so i'm glad to hear that people just kind of any piece of news that comes out that the media can kind of frame as a negative thing when it comes to football players they're gonna jump on it and so i just wanted to set the record straight and make sure that right i mean that's why I'm glad. That's why I'm glad that we get to do these podcasts because mainstream media, you know, negativity sells. And one thing about me, and it just is what it is. I believe in authenticity. I believe in building things the right way. I don't believe in negativity sales. But yeah, you know, mainstream media does. They 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 live on the negativity sales, and I don't necessarily believe in that. I like I like to report the facts. I like to speak truth. And, you know, if, if it doesn't grow as quickly as, as you will want because it's the truth, then that's what it is. But I believe in building it the right way. And when you report the facts and you let people know exactly what's going on, I think it creates a different connection with, with the audience. And so, you know, I don't like how, you know, they try to take any little story and turn it into a headline to, to get clicks and all that stuff. No. This is the real thing, man. Nothing wrong with. I mean, Nick Bosa is he's he is their defensive line. Mm-hmm. He is a very respected guy in that in that in that in that locker room. So, no no question, he should be a captain. I don't see anything there with any of this stuff, man. Like the Trey Lance, there's nothing there, and Nick Bosa either. Especially when we read into the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff and. The only reason he's staying there is because they don't want him to go to Seattle. No one's trading for Jimmy G. And so their option is to cut him and let him walk down the road to Seattle or keep him as a backup. So, again, football is interesting enough without creating your own drama and your own headlines. There's enough going on the field and the real-life storylines that are happening that we don't need this added, oh, Trey Lance, they, they don't believe in him. You know, and, and, and I feel like it's a little – in that situation, I do feel like it's a little bit of everything. there. I think the 49ers are really trying to have the best of every world in that scenario, right? They, don't, they definitely don't want to send Jimmy Garoppolo to the division rival, right? But they want to give the young guy a chance to start. But if he doesn't perform, we want to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. You see what I'm saying? They just want to have the best of everything, 
right? We're going to keep him away from Seattle and keep them down because they don't have a quarterback this year. I mean, yes, they got Geno Smith, but he's no Russell Wilson. Hopefully Geno plays great. I'm, I'm, I wish him the best. But just the perception around the league, they're not going far with Geno Smith as the quarterback, right? So, but if we give him Jimmy G, who's been to Super Bowls, he's been in big-time games, he may give them a leg up. We're not going to do that, right? But we're going to give our, our young draft pick opportunity. But what if he don't? What if he don't produce? Nah, nah, nah. We're going to go back to Jimmy. So I think that's just the far and saying we want the best of both worlds and we're in a situation where we can do that. And that's what we're going to do. Regardless of what Jimmy feels or wants, we're going to do what's best for us. And that's what we're going to do. And you see that more and more with some of the better built teams, the teams that are gunning for the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, elite quarterback. We saw that last night. I don't know if you watched the game, but. No question. His backups, Case, his backups, Case Keenum too. So he's got a legit backup behind him. Where if he goes down for two or three games, Case Keenum's going to keep him in the hunt. No question. I think Case Keenum has built, you know, his career around, you know, coming in in different situations, and you know, being able to be successful. And so I think, you know, they got a great situation. I don't like. You know, I was telling my, my friend last night, I'm just like, man, I don't like Josh Allen getting hit so much, especially in week one of a 17-game season. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, you know, everybody's talking about the stiff arm and stuff like that. That's cool, right? But I don't like it because as a defensive player, you go into games and have scouted players, right? So when you go into a game and you've scouted a player, you know – Okay, this quarterback is a slider. He's going to slide. This quarterback, he gets to the sideline, he don't even want to close. He's going out of bounds. So as I'm approaching my tackle, I already know Tom Brady going to slide. Tom Brady getting out of bounds. Patrick Mahomes, he's running out of bounds. So I'm approaching it to make the play, obviously, but I'm expecting him to run out of bounds. Josh Allen, on the other hand, no, he's trying to steal for me. He might try to put his hand you know, in my face, he might try to lower his shoulder and run through me. So now when I go into that game, I'm not approaching Josh Allen like he's a slider. I'm approaching him to hit him. So then you start taking unnecessary hits on the sideline because the referees, they got to call it fair. Right. The referees try to give the quarterbacks the benefit of the doubt. But if the quarterback is acting more like a runner, then you gotta you you gotta let the defensive players treat him as a runner, and I gotta be able to protect myself because the minute that I let my guard down, you remember how they done changed the rule? They start doing the fake slide, and then they keep going for a touchdown, right? If I let my guard down because I'm expecting him to run out of bounds, and then he drop his shoulder and run through me and get a first down or get six or seven more yards, now we got a problem because then when I go to attack him, and now I got all my momentum going to this tackle. And then he tried to slide at the last minute. I can't pull myself back. And now you're giving me a flag. That's not fair. So I, Josh Allen, do your thing, right? Whatever it takes for your team. But I think the message that that sends across the league, hey, we're going at Josh Allen. Yeah, It's a to. defensive community. It's a defensive community. And it's an offensive community. And I feel like the guys across the league saw what happened last night. With Josh Allen, they saw it as much as ESPN is showing it. 
They saw it. And I think, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think it sends a message across the league that Josh Allen is a big guy. He wants to be a tough guy. He runs a lot. So when you go to play against the Bills, do not think he's going to slide. So I think that would lead to unnecessary hits against Josh Allen. That's the only thing that scares me. So look, they got Case Keenum behind him just in case he missed a game or two. Yeah, and it could just be trying to set the tone for the season, but we've seen this in the past. Josh Allen, he his first or second game in the NFL, he hurdled Anthony Barr. The man is going to run at you, and as a defender, you can't afford to take a playoff because you're going to get embarrassed by a 260-pound quarterback moving that quickly. So I completely get it. And going forward, the Bills, they have that target on their back already as the best best team in the NFL, according to all the media sites. So Mm -hmm. they've got that. They've got Josh Allen scrambling. So it's going to be interesting to see how this season evolves, especially with Stephon Diggs just getting absolutely fed and looking unstoppable last night. Right. I mean, but I mean, we knew that. That's why we got him on our fantasy team. I wonder how many points he got us. Got to keep him in the fantasy roster where I can take a look at it because I'm excited, man. I see Stefan Diggs going off. I'm like, man, we did the right thing, man. Look at this guy. You know, might have to make a minor adjustment to the fantasy team, depending on how they decide to use Allen Robinson. I thought he would get way more targets last night. He didn't. Got another couple of weeks, but we might have to make a change there. But Outside of that, I thought Stefan Diggs looked amazing last night. And Josh Allen did too. I thought the Bills, the Bills looked exactly like I thought they would look. They looked exactly like I thought they would look. They came out, they were ready to play, they were hungry. They walked in there, they knew they they felt like they were better than the Rams. They showed that they were better than the Rams. I don't think they were surprised at all. I don't even think the Rams were surprised. I don't think the Rams, like the, I don't think the Rams. They, I think they know that they're not as good as they were a year ago. They know it. They know that they are months behind. Because, like I said, when you win the Super Bowl in mid-February, you probably don't start back training to April. Because you probably parted the rest of February. Then you got into March and it was spring break. April is the off-season program already. Generally, guys come into the offseason program ready to go. You guys probably came into the offseason program just now like, man, I ain't really been working out, bro. So you got to take it slow because you don't you don't want guys getting hurt, right? When guys come in in shape, we can push the tempo even higher. When guys don't come in in shape, now we got to spend more time getting you guys in shape. We got to take it slow so we don't get guys hurt, right? So now that puts you behind. So I wouldn't expect the Rams to start looking like a rated team to like week five, week six. You'll probably see them starting to catch catch a stride. But they just didn't look explosive at all to me last night. I didn't see one guy on their offense where I was just like, he puts fear in your heart from an explosive standpoint. Yeah, Cooper Cup's going to get his yards. But, I mean, he's working a lot of underneath stuff, corner routes. Like, you know, he's not putting fear in your heart where you, you think he's going to take you up top for 60 or 70. You know, Allen Robinson didn't really show – he didn't get a lot of targets last night, but I didn't really see him open and, and you know, separating from guys. So, I, I, I 
you know, Cam Akers didn't get anything last night, which I knew I didn't feel like he would be able to run on the Buffalo D-line, but I didn't see anybody on their offense that was like, oh, wow. Because, I mean, like I said, you expect that from Cooper Cup, like, but he's catching corner routes. He caught eight of nine, maybe ten passes last night and had 90 yards or whatever it was. I, I don't know what his numbers were. With that in mind, we have a very special guest here joining us. We have Detroit Lions second round pick, the all pro, the pro bowler, the 2017 interception co-leader with 23 interceptions to his name, Darius Slay. What's good? What's good? What up, Chuck? Come on, Auntie Q. Come did, on, did you say, did you, how, how many interceptions you said? 23? 23. Okay, I'm still I'm still leading. Hey, okay. you ain't got long though. How you figure? Like you I told Quandre, hey man. You ain't got long now. Hey, go get him. Yeah, I go got get him. I done got him. I done got him. I done got mine. Uh, you set the stand. I got to come get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask. When we're getting right into it. So, Quandre, he's got 19. He's hoping for six interceptions this year. That'll put him ahead of Glover. And if he gets six, that'll put him two ahead of you as well. So, you've got to top. You can't You can't let Quandre catch you. He's not catching me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, not uh, until I hang it up. That's the only time you got a chance to catch me. But while we man, playing, you don't even I'm do head school no more, man. Your hands, your hands suspect now, man. You dropped four picks last year. I dropped, I dropped, I dropped three. Look at there. I dropped three because one time the sun was in my eye. Oh my gosh! Couldn't see, bro. Couldn't oh see. my gosh! See that? Another one. See that? Receiver played a good DB on it. He played a good ball on it. Receiver played oh good. Oh my DB. gosh! You see that, Jack? That's what I had to deal with. <laughs> I need to play mate. I need to play mate. See, this is the thing, right? So, it's like what year that was? 2014, probably. No, 2015. Yeah. We're playing the Giants uh-huh. in New York City. In New York City, right? In New York City on Monday night. Was it Monday night? Yeah, it was Monday M- night. Monday night. Slade had an incredible game, right? Incredible game. But this is how you have to allow and help people to be great we're in the fourth quarter right they going on a drive slay's tired he's tired like he's been covering every freaking bite deep ball slay's tired Gas. it's like what fourth fourth down no it was it was third, like third it down? was like 30 like 12 or something like that slay slay slay's looking to the sideline i come to slay no, Slay, I need you this play. I need you on the field, right? I need you, Slay. You cannot leave the game right now. And guess what Slay did? He looks at me. Hi, G. He stays in the game. They try to go up top with Evan Ingram or somebody, I yep. think. Try to go up top. Slay got great coverage. Then he's looking in the stands, doing this right here. He's swagging. You got. Sometimes you got to help people be great. And then they got to take care of the moment. And that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? I didn't let him go out the game and he took care of the moment. And then his career just been going up and up and up ever since. So, you know, I don't think he's going to get more interceptions than me, but he's a great player. Great (laughs) friend. That's my guy. Come on, man. I'm going to catch you right now. (laughs) It's over with. Man, so, bro, what's the vibe like in the locker room right now, man? You know, y'all came off the training camp. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's opening week. 
right? Everybody got to see the game last night for the most part. It's probably one of the most watched games around the NFL, right? Guys right. in the NFL ready to watch opening night. They don't care who's playing, but it's just the first time you get to watch football, especially guys in the league. What's the vibe like today, Sean? <clears throat> I'm just saying, what what's the vibe like out there in Detroit, man? I mean, not Detroit, in, in Philly, man, y'all. You know, got to see opening day, week 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 one opening day with last night. And like I was saying, it's probably one of the most watched games around the league. You know, saying this guy's excited to watch football. Then you come back to work today. I'm pretty sure guys are talking about some of the stuff that happened last night right. and getting more excited for obviously you guys' upcoming game. So what's the vibe like in uh, in the locker room out there, man? Man, it's lit, man. You know, we having fun, enjoying it, and uh, you know, everybody ready, everybody hyped. Um, one thing about this team this year, man, we got a lot, a lot of veterans, a lot of guys that played a lot of ball, and you know, so uh, we uh, the boys been in, in the locker room, be chilling, but uh, you know, we always kind of remind ourselves, you know, after watching last night games, you know, with the games not playing, like a lot of guys not playing the preseason now, we just kind of like, hey, man, stay locked in, we take a lot more reps, we take them more serious, and you know, because uh, sloppy ball always week one, and you know, we're not trying to be a sloppy ball team, so uh. Our main focus, man, be executing our job at a high level and make sure we know our assignment. Got to, you got to. And got to. With, with you talking about all the, the veterans on the team, you added a ton to the defense. You got Hassan Reddick on the defensive mm -hmm. line. You got James Bradbury. He's going to be playing opposite you at corner. And then just last week, you traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. What can we expect? And what has he already brought to the Eagles moving from that slot position in New Orleans to allegedly more of a free safety in Jonathan Gannon's defense? Uh, he more of a uh, – man, he kind of – he kind of – you know, he a lot. He a lot. He a good guy, though, man. He got a lot of energy, bring a lot of swag. Uh, you go feel his presence as a way on the field, man, because he let himself be known. Uh, he flies around. You know, he a, he, a, he a missile. I'm talking about, like, straightforward, get after it. Uh, we all compete, man, and we all got the same goal in mind: is just to get each other better each and every day. So, man, it's a good. He's a great addition, man. We appreciate him, man, coming in. He came in there with open arms and willing to learn, willing to accept everybody, adjusted to the room. Cause that's kind of late for him, man. Coming into training camp after he just spent all that time with guys in training camp and uh, with the Saints and coming over here and just fitting in right in well, man. Show how much of a professional he is, and at the fact that he willing to learn. Uh, you know, we all kind of sat down with him, talked to him. And I'm um, helping with the game. And um, so, man, he's looking forward to it, man. We're looking forward to it as well. Cool, man. So, you you guys, you know, we talked about him, you know, defensively. You know, obviously, y'all signed a big guy in, in, in free agency, A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. So, now you got, um, for you, as a corner, you got two two good guys, right? right. But they're, they're different. You got, mm -hmm. you got smaller, probably quicker, fast twitch in Devontae Smith. And then you got a bigger physical – you know, and AJ Brown. So, what's it like in practice? Like, you guys are going at it. Who who you spend more time trying to to check? Is it based off who you think you're going to be going against during the season? Like, I mean, during the week. Like, what's what, what's it like in practice with you guys? And and what does AJ kind of bring to the team? Uh, man, AJ bring a lot to the team. Man, a great leader, hard worker, dude. Man, um, he bring a lot of physicality too. Man, I ain't gonna uh, be honest because last year we had a lot of guys that were small, just fast and quick. Guys had Quez. We had Smitty, then we know had Jalen Rager, you know, guys that can just really stretch the field. Now we got a guy that can go across the middle, deep if he needs to, uh, run through contact, you know, because he's a big guy. And um, and uh, but going against both of them in practice, I, mean, I get a different look at a both of them. So uh, you know, AJ a physical guy, Smitty a more guy that's smooth, run the routes, crispy, uh, don't like too much contact. A guy like AJ love all the contact, 
and you know, so I get a, I get the best of both worlds, man. Mind me a little bit, uh, you know, my Calvin and GT days a little bit, but you know, Calvin just another animal. But you know, but I was, I was actually gonna bring that up, you know, saying? Yeah. being with a physical guy like Calvin, a lot taller than, than yeah, a lot AJ taller. probably, and and Golden Tate, kind of the same thing. But you were younger then, right? right. You were young, young corner. Now being an older guy, not from a physical standpoint, but just a mental Thank standpoint, you. right? I've covered a lot of guys in the league. I know a lot more now covering these these guys in practice you know is it is it different or is it kind of like remind you like you said of those days yeah Do you go back on some of those things and you know and and who's setting the tone at practice is it, is it the dbs or is it those receivers that setting the tone and y'all having to catch up we you know I, you know what kind of room i came from <sighs> you know room i came from it's always setting the tone you know you know we both been on the team where uh they always been D-line driven. You know, our 2014 team, everybody thought the D-line was the force. But I always told myself, one person always told me that no matter what the D-line do, man, we run, a, we run the show. And that's how I always approach the game, you know. So I got that from you and Sheen. And, uh, and I took it over here, you know, as well. This is a D-line driven team for sure. You know, great talent in the front seven, you know. But uh, we the back end, you know, we, we stop for stop touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We stopped the run. We appreciate them doing that. You know, they appreciate us doing our covers. But. You know, we got a big thing about letting nobody get in our end zone. And, uh, you know, so I've been preaching that to our group, and uh, and that's how we've been going about it, you know. So we try to set the tone each and every day. Okay, okay. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. <laughs> well, so, think about it. It's it's easier for that defensive line to get sacks when you've got just locked down coverage quarterback has to hold the ball. Say again? Uh, it help, makes life easier for that defensive line when you've got that locked down coverage. That then they can collect the sacks easily. Yeah, man, that's the goal, man. I want these guys to have sixty sacks as a group, honestly. So uh, that means I'm doing my job very well. So that's the goal for me for sure. <laughs> so you 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 get drafted to Detroit. Mm -hmm. You know, spend a lot of years in Detroit. Have some. We had some great great times in Detroit. So and I know I know when you're in Detroit, you're big in the community, going to high school football games, reaching out to some of those kids. You know, big, big in the community and everything that you were doing. Um, and, you know, you get to Philly and you're out there. And I know a part of you is still in Detroit, right? Mm -hmm. Did you got, Did you watch any of the hard knocks? And, you know, did you kind of keep up with it or just, just kind of like, ah, I didn't have time for it? Or, or what did you think about that? I never really watched hard knocks. Never did, man. I've never been a hard knocks fan. I just like, you know, just be chilling. I just think it'd be just... People being nosy, trying to get see the inside world of football. Like, man, they, 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 they operate like that, you know? Right, right Yeah, right. so I'm like, I don't know. I remember when I watched it when I was young, and I'm like, man. Then I got into the league. I'm like, there ain't nothing like this. Right. <laughs> you know, so it, it looked like it'd be kind of programmed, talked about. Only thing probably serious is about practice, but everything else probably a show. Right, you know, right. So, uh, yeah, they don't need to put me on hard knocks. I'll be, I'll be terrible. <laughs> So, so tell me, man, you know, last year, you know, you go back to Detroit. It's, it's kind of funny. You get two years in a row to go back to Detroit. Mm -hmm. But last year you go back, you have an amazing game, right? Get in the end zone finally, um, score your touchdown, you know, swaggy, having a great time. Oh, no. You guys, you guys, you, you know, y'all beat up on the lines pretty good. I think it's what, 44 to six, right? You know what I'm saying? Homecoming for you, but probably 
you know, I don't know. Did you look at it as a revenge game? And if you looked at that one as a revenge game, are you feeling the same way this year? Do you have that chip on your shoulder against the organization or is it just love or like, how are you feeling returning back to Detroit for not the first time, but the second time? Man, I feel great, man. It's never, uh, you know, right, definitely for sure. My last two years playing, uh, playing against them boys, uh, never been a revenge thing because you know, you know, cause the guy is not there. Right. Uh, it's always been love, man. I just show love to the team. Show, uh, I appreciate the organization because, like I said, they changed my life. So, uh, and it's no hard feelings, but I love going back to the city, you know, and, uh, you know, always the goal to come out of there with a win. So, but, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing all the, you know, the security, you know, all the old trainers, everybody, because it's kind of still that they all came back. The whole staff. The whole, the whole staff, staff back, there. you know. KB back. K- I heard, you know. So, Bizzle is back. So I'm like, dang, that's funny, and you know what I'm saying. And but uh, it's good. It's gonna be good to see them guys, man, because you know them guys helped me with my life and my family that was down there. They did a lot for me, and um, and I preach on them. But uh, you know, it's, it's business. You know, we gotta go down there and handle that. You gonna take some time off to business and uh, stop anywhere for some food? Oh man, I'm going straight to Captain J's. Come on, man, I'm gonna get that fried chicken with that good crack on it. They know what time it is. I already got it ordered up, ready for the hotel. <laughs> Yes, sir. I need that. ASP. Oh man, that's too funny, man. That's too funny, man. So, do you, do you know? Uh, do you know Aaron? Glenn. Hey, G. Uh, I I talked to him a couple of times, man. He's a good dude. Good, good dude. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know you say you didn't watch Hard Knocks, but I'm sure you see, like, you know, and here, I mean, you guys. I mean, according to y'all, coach, you know, they watched Hard Knocks and they're trying to find stuff. So, I'm sure. You know, they may have brought up something throughout the week. What do you think of those guys? What do you think of Dan Campbell? You know, you see him doing up downs and stuff with his players, yeah. and you know, you see Deuce Staley. Well, you probably didn't see it on, on Hard Knocks, but I'm sure you saw it I, on Twitter or somewhere, right? You you know Deuce, right? So, what do you think of that stuff, man? The coaching staff, all the guys that got over there, man. What do, what do you think about those guys, man? And Aaron Glenn and what he's doing with their defense. If you know anything else, I think I think good of them, man. I think they're real because uh, they played the game, you know. So. They see the game a lot different. All of them played it at a high level. All of them been in the league. Deuce been in the league. Aaron Gort been in the league. The head coach been in the league. So it's just a good understanding. So they understand between the difference of a coach and player and then a player and coach. So uh, I think they're doing a good justice, man. They did up-downs before. This ain't their first time. So they just letting y'all know, like, hey, we've been in this position. We know how hard it is, so we're going to make it hard with you. And, uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, it just showed a little, uh, you know, unity, you know, mm-hmm. um, that uh, he been in the position that uh, when probably been before where coaches ain't treat them fairly, maybe I don't know. So you just making it seem like, hey, we a family here, we all is one. And um, but I like what they got going over there, man. You know, just doing doing it right the right way. Uh, putting a lot and of I mean, player, it, putting a lot of player coaches in there, man. That's why I think the game should be taught by a lot of player coaches. So true that, true I like that. that. And you know, obviously, it's a, you got family ties in in Detroit. You know, mm-hmm. little cuz Tracy. Yep. He, he's the oldest guy in the room now, right? That's he's what. the oldest guy in the room. He's the leader, you know, just got voted captain, got paid some money. You know what I'm saying? I know you guys have played against each other, played on the same field, all these different things. Right. You know, what's it like now? Is it still kind of like happy to see family and grow with this, this, and that? Or is it just like, you know? It's I always, know. it's always, because like I we all, we, we, where we from, man, it's hard to get up from where we from. Right, and I always appreciate it, man. So every time I see him put on the NFL jersey or me put on an NFL jersey, we always congratulate each other, man. We always pray for each other, as in like, hey, man, have a safe game. So man, it's always gonna be family first, you know. Uh, this this game will end for all of us one day. So 
we making sure we have our bond. We gonna always enjoy competing against each other. If we compete with each other or against each other, it doesn't matter. I always want best for him. So um, same thing with me and him. So we just, you know, I'm happy here, Captain Man, and uh, cause he he been doing the right way, you know, cause we try to do our best to, as a group and collectively to lead him in the right direction. And man, right. they get voted Captain Man. It shows that a lot that we have paid off with us while with him in our room. So have y'all like talked to each other? Y'all got anything on like who getting the most pigs, who making the most plays, man, that's, like that's, who buying dinner? It's, it's like, always me. You no, know, I got one with me, Quandre, all us. Come on, I owe Quandre one dinner already because they beat us in when we were uh, when he was in Seattle with uh, against the Eagles. He beat me, so uh, I owe him dinner. So I'm waiting on that day for him to pick. But uh, Trace, all right, Trace, <laughs> Trace gonna be the one paying for this uh this chicken. This Captain James. Come on. <laughs> You gonna have to pay for this chicken. I told him already. I said, man, my chicken. I said, we play y'all again. You paying for my chicken? Because you know we bet it last year on the dinner. I said you make up for this chicken. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm about to order a lot of it too. Heck yeah. Got to. Got to. He <laughs> got, got, got like leftovers now. home, right? Mm. Yeah. He got it now. He got a big bag now. He can afford the whole chicken spot. Well, it's cool, man. So, I mean, last last question for me. You know, what I'm saying, obviously, NFC East. You know, got you guys. Got Dallas. Got the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the Giants. I think, you know, everybody across the nation probably, you know, feel like it's going to be you guys and the Cowboys in the running for the, for the division. I don't think the Giants are ready. I don't know much about the commanders. They could surprise us, but I don't know that yet. Um, but it's looking like you guys and the Giants, I mean, and, and the Cowboys just on paper will be there in the end. Right. So mm-hmm. what are you, how, how are you guys feeling as far as having a chance at like, Making you know winning the division, making a playoff run, and you know realistically, not not just what you think you're supposed to say because you play for the Eagles, but realistically, what does it? What do, what do you guys feel? Oh uh, man, we feel great, man. You know, like I said, um, you know, coach them at Buna doing a good job at us, like putting us position to win, man. They surrounding everybody with the you know type of players we need to do this, and you know, cause they, you know everybody know, man, it's all in or not. You know, we we trying to win. Uh, I'm in year ten. I'm trying to win, and I'm trying to get that My confetti fall on me, huh? You know what I'm saying? Get 10. 10. I'm trying to feel the confetti fall on me, all kind of stuff, man. I ain't, you know, I ain't never, you know, I ain't never won a division before. I never did this. Been to playoff three times, can't get out the first round. So, I'll be honest, but I'll be trying to. Hey, I tell my group, hey, I ain't I ain't here for being no. This is an experiment, you know. This is not an experiment run. It's it's, it's division, playoff, Super Bowl. And that's that's what we own, you know, and that's the that's the goal for everybody. You know, of course we gotta take it one week at a time. That's always the goal. But at the end of the day, man, we were trying to be the last team standing up. And you know, and to start like that, you know, you that start off with winning home games, winning your division games, getting in the playoffs, being healthy in the playoffs as a team, and you know, and keep it going. So I'm I'm looking forward to the season. I'm excited, man. I ain't gonna lie, I told them the other day, <clears throat> remind me of my 2014 team, you know. I'm the older guy now. I'm the sheen. You know, I got a younger guy, uh, you know, got young safety, still young. And Ron, your year, you was your six at mm-hmm. the time. You know, had a front that could just don't have to put a shell in it. You get really just, you know, you don't have to put one high. They could eat, uh, eat the run up in the shell. You know, right. so I'm feeling that type of energy. And, you know, and like, so I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. Like, hey, we got to take advantage of it. Because I think like in 2014, we didn't know how good we was going to be. Besides the defense, and and we gotta come to play, and so I was like, man, this is it. This could this could be special for all of us. Hey, let's try to hey, front foot forward. Let's go. It's time to get it. 
You know, I got that feeling. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. And one final question that I want to know is Jalen Hurts. He's the guy this year. Everyone's expecting a big step forward from him. Mm. And personally, I think that he's got the talent to be in that MVP conversation, to lead a team as far as the rest of the offense will go. Oh yeah, man. He got the, he got the, he got the ability to do it, man. He got the tools around him. It's on him. He know it. He's a he's a real professional, man. I uh, came in the league as a rook, talking to him, understanding the game. He already know the business part of it. He know he know he know what's up. So uh, I'm just looking forward to him, man, to see how he progress because he's been doing real good in camp, man. Been a good guy. Been uh, selective. Been like smart, making the right reads, making the right plays. And like I said, we got to put out that on Sunday for him, man. Uh, I told him on the defense side, we'll do everything in our power to help you, you know, be successful in this game. So put you, let's go. Let's put your foot first and let's get it. Let's go. Cool. Let's cool, get man. it. This weekend, uh, you know, I have to root for the Lions, but I am very excited about the Philadelphia Eagles this and in perpetuity. Appreciate that, man. You know, appreciate each other. I'm looking forward to this week too, man. Week one, baby. It's time to go. But well, man, before before we let you get out of here, man, what do you got to say to your to your to your uh, true Lions fans that still support you even though you're in Philly, man? What do you got to say to those guys? Give them a little shout out or something. Man, shout out to the city, man. Nothing but a love, appreciation, man. I love y'all. Y'all gonna always be the second home. Y'all changed the life. So, uh, but uh, hey, we gonna always be family. But you know, it's it's time to go to battle. It's time to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool, man. I appreciate you jumping on, man. I know it's Friday. You got stuff to get done. Massages, food, sleep, rest, hydration, all those good things, man. It's open day, man. Do not be cramping up. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Come on now. You cramp up. If you cramp up, oh, I'm going to say this right here, too. I'm watching the game. So if you cramp up, or if I see you running out that field for something that when I'm watching, I'm like, unless Slay got, he shouldn't be running out the field right now. He's going soft. If I see it, Dinner. 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 Hey, dinner. What's so what's so funny, man? My coach is like, hey, Slay, I know, I know how you get sometimes when your PF PFF grade high, something get to hurting. <laughs> I said, coach, stop playing with me like that. Man, hey, I don't know fake it. I said, Coach, I don't fake it, but I be hurt, coach. I be hurting. Yeah, I'm like, man, you sound like I told him like I said, you sound like GQ, man. Trying to make somebody pay through all this hurting. I'm already so up. <laughs> Stop coming off that field, man. I already but know. Cool, man, man. Take care of your body, man. And uh, I, che- I check in on Sunday, man, see how the game go. Obviously, I'll hit you up. Yes, sir. Um, That's a bet. Appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate y'all joining me. Take care. All right, now. Well, that was an absolute delight. What a pleasure oh, yeah. talking to a true Lions legend. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. Back, my bad, my bad, my bad. Nope. Sorry, good. man. Get some stuff done. All right. No worries. It's it, it it's September. School's back in session. It's football season. Lots of stuff going on. You got to make sure you, everything is on top. Oh yeah, no question, man. I'm getting some. I'm getting some. Uh, some mirrors done, man. I've been. I've really been uh, on this concept of mirrors lately, you know, because and I talk to my kids about it, about the mirror approach. Um, don't look out the window. Look in the mirror. When you look out the window, you see other people. When you look in the mirror, you see yourself. 
So when problems come up, things happen, don't look out the window because then you're blaming other people. It's somebody else's fault. See, you see them out there? They did this. They did that. No, look in the mirror and see what you could have done better. You lose a game, look in the mirror and see what could you have done better. You get a bad grade at school, look in the mirror and see what could you have done better. Don't blame the teacher for not doing this. Don't blame your friend for talking or whatever. Look in the mirror and see what could you have done better. So I'm getting some mirrors put up in my in my uh, room, in my closet and stuff. It's a whole concept that I just kind of came up with. So I had the guy out, you know, measuring my window, my mirrors. I love it. I, it's a great way to just go about, honestly, everything. Your daily life, your job, your relationships, both uh, romantic and friendship relationships. Just always look inward, reflect on how you can become better and how you can change the outcomes that you've been getting. Right. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. You're, you're responsible for you. You know what I'm saying? You're responsible for you. The decisions that you make, regardless of if you do something because of somebody else, you still decided to do it. You know what I'm saying? You still decided to do it. And that's that's another thing that I've been on lately, too, is just, you know, giving yourself more credit. You know, I think the world makes us feel like we can't give ourselves credit without being arrogant or conceited or all these different things, man. It's just it's one of these things that, like, it's hard. It's hard to like to to get the exact words for it. But you got to give yourself credit sometimes, man, regardless of who inspires you, what inspires you, what book you read, what person you listen to. At the end of the day, you had to get up and get it done. Yes, I can come talk to you till I'm blue in the face and you may walk out of there inspired. That don't mean you're going to act on it. Right. That don't mean you're going to act on it. So for you to act on it, you got to give yourself credit. Stop letting people make you feel like that you can't pat yourself on the back for the things that you do. You are making things happen. You are in control of your life. You should live like that, man. Give yourself a pat on the back. You made it through a full week of work. Give yourself a pat on the back, man. There's people that called in because they didn't want to work today. Not because they were sick, not because, but they just didn't want to come. So they called in. Give yourself a pat on the back for getting stuff done, man. And so I've really been, I've really been thinking about that lately and been on that lately. So yeah, man, I'm just on a little kick right now. I like it. I love it. And I really hope that the Detroit Lions will kind of embrace that mentality. I hope you were preaching that at training camp and getting that yes. instilled in them. Yes, man. Take advantage of the moments. Work hard at it, man. Don't blame anybody and, and do whatever you got to do to get the job done. And so I'm, I'm excited for this opening weekend, man. I'm excited for football. This is probably the most excited that I've been about football in a long time. Um, you know, just I can feel it in the air. I've been keeping up with it more, so I'm 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 excited. I'm ready for Sunday. I'm ready for tonight. I don't know why I don't have my red shirt on right now because it's red out day in Albuquerque. The Lobos are playing Boise State tonight. Friday night football. Tune in if you want to see a great game. Um, yes, I'm excited. It's a great weekend for football. Got off to a great start last night. Josh Allen was exactly what we thought he was going to be. Now the Detroit Lions have to come out and be exactly who we thought they would be. And DeAndre Swift, 
Use our first round pick in the fantasy. That's to be special. Better be special, especially after our second round pick, Stephon Diggs, went off last night. So, love all of that. I cannot wait for this Sunday. I cannot wait to see what happens. And really, I just can't wait for more football, more Believe in Lions, and more content creation from us. With that in mind, over any pluggables to plug before we get out of here. Like I said, tune into the logos if you if you into some football tonight or you know whenever. Um, enjoy this this first weekend of f- football. Um, if you haven't, and I, I I love it so dearly. Now I want to say this: if you haven't, and you're from Detroit, you're in the Detroit area, you're interested in Detroit, whatever, go to my Glover Queens photo page and check out my photos from Detroit um, that I posted the other day. And leave a comment, send me a message. Just let me know what you think. I like feedback. I like to hear what people think. I love photography. Thinking about doing some photo shoots out in Detroit in uh, in the fall time. I think it's beautiful out there. I want to come out there and take some pictures. So um, be on the lookout for that. But other than that, man, that's about it. Enjoy this great weekend of football and uh, stay safe. Stay safe. Enjoy a beautiful weekend of football. Check out everything that Glover has going on with the photography, with the selfie of the day. I saw you got that back going up, GQ selfie. And, you know, maybe you place a bet with our sponsors over at Bet Online. Maybe you bet on the Lions. Maybe you bet on Jalen Hurts for MVP. Darius Slay sure seems to think that's a decent idea. Whatever you do, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.